0: Join us as we venture beyond the pen and celebrate the power of
1: the written word.
0: Hello, everybody. We are back. We are here. We are live. My name is Maccabee. And I am Chels. And this is beyond the pen where we help you unleash your creativity from an actor and a published author's point of view. In fact, published author does not give her a great title. Cause we just found out before we even hit this record button that she is on the number one list. It's insane for her second book. She is on the best-selling list of all time.
1: Well, I think that's an exaggeration. But yes, I'm very excited. It was really cool to see before we got into the show because you get those little alerts. So that helped my otherwise demolishing day. So I'm going to say that's going to mean the weekend is awesome, right? That's a, a good way to go into the weekend.
0: Best-sellers list of all
1: time. <laughs> I'm going to add that to my title.
0: There you go so she is not a, a villain in training she is an anti-hero
1: of all time i like it <laughs> so yeah next week shirt's just gonna say anti-villain
0: it's a there or you go.
1: anti-hero there anti-hero you go. there you go not anti-villain
0: oh <laughs> so why would you want to be anti-villain come on now
1: i know like nobody wants to be good all the time let's be realistic exactly
0: exactly and no one wants to be good oh well there no you're right you're right i was about to say something completely different <laughs> see i told you my my uh, craziness would happen today anyways I mean,
1: that's that's what we need
0: I think, yeah absolutely so what are we going to tell people about today what is on the chopping block per se
1: so today we are going to cover all of the information about building, creating, and making memorable dynamic characters, which are often your protagonists, mm-hmm. and how important it is to have those foil characters, which are the people that typically help sharpen or bring to light a villain's or protagonist or really any character you feel like emphasizing that moment, their traits and what makes them them.
0: Absolutely. And we'll get into a little bit with the other types of characters, too. You know, your your roundabout characters, your static characters, your symbolic characters, which all can be the exact same thing. Like she said, they can be the protagonist. They can be the antagonist. They can even be the supporting roles. And of course, mm-hmm. we're going to give you some great e- examples in modern as well as the golden age of hollywood of these great characters that people still remember to this day because they have made such an impact uh on our yes. lives but before that where can they find us chels
1: so the best place is to find us and we're going to see if i can do this right this time <laughs> best place always beyond the pen it has all of our information as far as our socials where you can find us and listen or watch if you would like which is on all of your favorite platforms where you can find any podcast and then you can follow us on instagram at beyond the pen podcast yeah <laughs> where you get to find out all of the information about this week's guest next week's guest, all of our little snippets and stuff that we take out because maybe you shouldn't listen to it right then or we've gone on too many tangents or whatever Whatever Mac feels like he has to cut that day because we go too crazy. Uh, and then you're going to get any announcements, mm-hmm. maybe some fun tips and tricks we might spell out and make some of these tips and tricks that we tell you guys here write them down. So you can follow us and just have it pop into your head when you're working on your writing or your voice acting or whatever shenanigans you decide to get into.
0: Oh, it's all about the shenanigans. It's
1: always the shenanigans.
0: And, and you know what, I think starting out with foils today is so important because the baseline of a foil is to contrast and create a character that is bringing out the best qualities of your protagonist. Now, you know, yeah. the the biggest one that everybody thinks of that knows about, because again, it's just one of those characters that everybody hates to hate, loves to hate, and somewhat care about, at, the, at least at the end, is Draco and Malfoy and Harry Potter. You know, they're so completely different. Draco is this upstarch he is life of luxury he has everything he's ever wanted and of course he has this ego on him that is as big as a planet but no (laughs) and then of course you have harry potter who is very simplistic he came from a poor life and he's worked for everything he has Uh,
1: But let's see though, because you know, we gotta start with our protagonist because we gotta figure out what we need a foil character for. Right. But let's be realistic here. As Harry goes along, and I love the Harry Potter series, Mm -hmm. as he goes along, that kid does get a little bit more bougie. Oh no, he gets a little bit more uptight. He's just like, oh, this vault of gold is mine. Bring it on. (laughs) And he gets a little bit more demanding, and he takes and this is not from the movies. This is literally from the books. Mm -hmm. He gets a lot more demanding on his friends without giving anything back. Mm -hmm. He gets a Lot more selfish as he goes. But when you are building a protagonist, right, the biggest thing that you need to do is you need to give them a purpose. What are they here for? What is their big task? You got, and please, I was just telling Mac before the show, I read a book recently. I try not to call out authors or anything, but I'm sure if you've read it, you'll know there was no character descriptions. And, you know, I leave a lot up to the imagination. I give you basic, like, height, hair color, eye color, because that attribute to things in the realm, This person gave nothing. It was, she is a girl, he is a boy. They were angry. And I'm like, but why are they angry? Like, how do you know you're supposed to, like, it was so frustrating. Yeah. So one of the things that I think is so important is you gotta describe these people, right? You gotta, some basic outline because it helps those that don't have a very graphic imagination. If you don't give a detail, like how are you supposed to know?
0: Absolutely. And how are you supposed to know how to act out that character if you don't even know anything about them you know Mm -hmm. a lot of a lot of writers unfortunately forget that these characters have a personality even if it's just for like three seconds on there Mm -hmm you got to at least give them something to work with. I mean, come on.
1: Anything. Give them a twitch. Give them, you know, you got to have those telltale signs. Yeah. One of the biggest things I always do, and you can take it from your daily life. I don't think a lot of people realize how much they take from their daily life. I know when when we originally had the conversation, when I was just funsies interviewed, um, all of the weird things I added to Avery that I do, Like Mm -hmm. I sit on counters and I always like bite the inside of my lip to stop myself from saying something I really shouldn't because biting my tongue didn't hurt enough because I've done it so much that I actually have to like bite the inside of my mouth because I'm like, no, I can't say this, but you can do those things. Like, um, you know, with, with Callan, I have the eyebrow thing. I've always wanted to do that. You know, that weird, like Jim Carrey eyebrow thing where like, I can't even do it. I'm trying to like explain it and show you. And I can't, yes, that, that right there everybody go in and look where you can lift the one eyebrow uh, my husband can do that drives me insane same thing like i have that so like when he's just kind of like really like those you got to give those protagonists those characters and your protagonist is constantly shifting mm-hmm. you have your main one right so in the realm series it's avery avery is the main protagonist but when you go to the realm Maybe it's Callan, maybe it's Radnar. those things. And it's okay for those to shift. You don't just have to tell everything from one person's perspective.
0: Absolutely. Or
1: to just have them present in every single scene, because that's not how things work. You should write like life. you know, somebody's talking behind your back. Well, you, you don't know what they're saying. So you have to tell it from somebody else. And in those situations, those are the people that are the protagonists in that. Right. So you give them personalities. You know, you, you've got to give them things that you say, things that you do uh, when they're angry, when they're happy, when they're upset. And and I'm sure actors do that, too. You know, when you do yeah. certain voice things, maybe you make little notes to yourself. When they're angry, they, you know, slam their fist or their dialect changes. I know, like, I, I was born up north, I and then I lived a good part of my life in the south. If I get angry or I've had a few drinks, like that country slang... That stuff comes out quick. Oh, yeah. So you gotta, your characters have that, too. Yeah. So whether it's, I mean, I, it's really bad, especially when I'm around, like, other people that have a, a country that It comes out so hard. And I'm like, come on, Shells, What are you doing?
0: Oh, yeah. I, I'm the same way. My country comes out in me. And when I mean country, I mean country. I'm in country. I just, it, it, I cannot speak sometimes. It's so bad uh when i get mad i it just comes straight up my kids push me to a point where it's like you know what <laughs> you're done you are done <laughs> and it's just it, it really does come out that's my that's one of my quirks uh mm-hmm. another quirk that i have is you know my spasms so every once in a while when i get irritated or something my finger will just my ring finger will just twitch just like this and it's it it's a sign that I'm getting upset but it's also just my quirk and that's what I love about it
1: there's different things ways to do that right if yep. I get really mad I go dead silent oh yeah and it's always really bad and it's because I smile and so you know <laughs> Corey's always like I don't like this like what happened what's going on like this this was and it's one of those things where he's like see I get it yep. like I I get why but it's it's, it's just the way that it reacts with me. Whereas other people, like you said, I, I have friends that blow up mm-hmm. that just absolutely, you can tell when they're getting that, they do the same thing. They start to twitch their leg bounces, whatever it is. And they go from zero to 60 in a hundred in like two seconds. Oh yeah. So it's, it's one of those things where you have to figure those things out for your character, right? Because that is going to carry them all the way through. Now, another thing with your, the dynamic of the protagonist is they have to grow, right? Yep. As your story goes on, you have to make sure that what happens to them has a purpose. Is it to kick them off their high course? Is it to pull them out of the shadows? Is it to make them grow in some way or to realize what they're doing is wrong? You have to have that as well. And I think that's where those foil characters come in so well. Yes, It's because they are the people that help bring those characteristics to the forefront. They help shove it into your face. So like we said with Draco and Harry, mm-hmm. Draco was a person, he was mean. I didn't really think he was mean. I just think he was like jealous of Harry. Oh yeah, but absolutely. That, well, here's the other thing. I that's what little kids do. They're 12 years old. Like, of course, kids pick on each other.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Here's another one that a lot of people don't think about. And again, Harry Potter and all the stuff. With Harry, think about Harry's okay. dad and, and Snape two different things even with snape or harry and his dad are completely different harry was that mean kid but harry's wasn't in, in, the, in the at the beginning you mean looking,
1: Draco? okay i got yeah no harry's dad is a terrible person exactly like let's just yeah he's horrible. make sure that's right oh yeah horrible but now. harry and it comes from your experiences right so yeah. harry's dad he got all of these great things he thought he was this cool guy like snape was this like a uh, nerdy guy whatever Um, But then you go through and Harry lived the the dredges of a life. And so he appreciated the different things that he got until he moved along. Whereas Draco was always had a terrible life. So he took that out. She, you know, I always felt like she really went to the dredges of, of that and like how people want to. When you have those those terrible home lives, like you want to take that pain out on somebody else. Yeah. And I think she did a great job doing those things. Yeah. And Draco actually became one of the protagonists as the books go on because of everything he went through and how he finally put his foot down. Yes, it took several years, but they're kids, guys. They're kids. I know a lot of people bash on him so hard. These are still no, children. I love him. I think he's like, great. They're 12, 13, yeah. 14 years old. Like, he's still, you got, then you throw in hormones and magic. And, like, come on, guys, give this kid a break.
0: Hormonal magic? Like,
1: give him a break. Magic break. hormones.
0: Magic hormones. His
1: dad is going bonkers as it is. Always. Then you get the evil guy, and then he's always supposed to be the bad. Like, dude, it, give the kid a break.
0: Here's, here's my insight to Harry's dad. I oh, believe. God that Harry is paying for his sins straight from the beginning.
1: I don't believe in
0: that. Oh, I do. I do. Because I, think about it.
1: You cannot punish the child for the father's sins.
0: But the auntie did. The auntie blamed him for everything. If she did not marry oh, yeah. Harry, if she did not marry Harry's father, her, her sister would still be alive.
1: Oh, that's not how it went at all. So what actually happened is they decided to rise up against Baltimore, and believe it or not, when you piss off the bad guy, he's going to go after you. It wasn't because of Harry. It had nothing to do with him. It was the fact that they didn't like the magical world. We're getting off on a tangent. We're trying to go over. I know,
0: I know, but this is what I mean, though. (laughs) I know the tangents are great, but it still means something because he is so dynamic in the way that he is written. There is something growing. No, I mean, Harry in general. Not the dad. But is he? Well, generally speaking, honestly, I think he's more of a roundabout character, which is someone. I think
1: he's making the same freaking mistakes over and over again. Exactly.
0: Exactly. But that's what I mean.
1: They're kids. These are children. And that's something that is important for your characters, too. Right. Mm -hmm. Making sure you make them react based off of their ages. Yep. And their experiences. If you're writing a 12-year-old kid, you're writing Harry Potter, you're J.K. Rowling. How does she say it? Rowling? Rowling. So you go through and you're like, you can't have them automatically knowing everything, right? They can't make the perfect decisions as an adult or make these, even these logical decisions because you're little kids and little kids are like, "Ah, I'm a wizard, bro. Like, it doesn't matter. But if you're writing a 30-year-old character who is still making those same mistakes, like
0: Then it just becomes a stereotype in general.
1: And that's not saying that as adults, you don't make mistakes. Right. So I work in the, in the new age. So it's anywhere from 18 to 25. My characters make similar mistakes, but they're not the exact same mistakes. Right. It's in a different situation and you have to understand that your characters have to grow. And it's the same thing as an actor, right? As you go and you're doing those, those different parts, or even if you're working with the same character, you have to be able to grow with your character too.
0: Absolutely. And, and again, when you're an actor and you're seeing these characters, and this is why descriptions are so important. This is why building out your characters, no matter how small they are, you need to have at least something that people can work with. Even if you're a reader, it is so important. It will take you out of your story so quickly when something doesn't make sense or you're just lost. And you have to go back and just like figure something out and this is another reason why we're looking at these characters in these ways because when you're building them these are the gears that are driving your story forward yes so here we're going to go on a different character base just to get out of harry potter world um I know it's a it's a thing. I know it's a thing. We're gonna do classical right now. Let's do classic literature. Oh,
1: I hate classic worship literature. Well
0: <laughs> Mary Shelley.
1: No idea who that is. Frankenstein. Okay, see, this is one of those things. This is why I'm also a terrible reader. I read a book. <laughs> right? Right. It's terrible. Right. I read a book, I don't pay attention to the author. I've gotten better at it, mind Mm -hmm. you. But it's one of those, I like to read the book and not just grab a book and be like, oh, this is like, I love Scott Westfield. Mm -hmm. Absolutely love him. I would read anything he wrote. And then I realized I was going into it with the expectations that everything was gonna be amazing. And so I can't, you can't look at things objectively that way, Right. right? So I don't pay attention. I read blurbs, I go through, I read it. And then I'm like, oh, either that was good or what the hell was that? And then I look at the author. Right. Because it's like judging a book by its cover. You're judging the book by the author and you're not giving people a chance. Or you keep reading these terrible books that are not good series and are absolutely dreadful. I will not name names, but anybody that knows me knows exactly who I'm talking about. and then you're you're not giving other authors the opportunity and that drives me insane right stop following fads guys
0: please stop doing it it. stop stop so let's look at mary shelley okay when she was creating dr frankenstein and the creature okay frankenstein's not the creature the doctor's the frankenstein okay or as i love to see him dr frankenstein oh my gosh (laughs) love i love young frankenstein or excuse me young frankenstein I love that movie so much. Mel Brooks was a. Uh, oh, anyways, I was about to go on my own tangent <laughs> there for a second. <laughs> control, control the tangents. Control the tangents. We
1: should you get a tangent button?
0: Oh my gosh, we will create one and
1: just bring it. I will. I think I. I think I have one.
0: Oh lord, that's gonna be that's gonna be so interesting on the audio. It's gonna be crazy. Anyways, Mary Shelley is obviously. Mary Shell is one of the best, well-known authors of all times because of what she did and how she had to go through it. Okay, let's look. Okay. Let's look at history. Okay, this is seventeenth, eighteenth century England. Yep. Women were seen as what? Eye candy.
1: Objects. Objects. Property.
0: Objects. Yeah, property. Eye candy. Nothing else. You didn't have anything any say into politics you didn't
1: like used to get like stoned if you showed showed an ankle like I don't I don't think I wouldn't say eye candy but well, it was certainly like
0: in the, in the upper echelons they were eye candy
1: can you imagine just another no, tangent, no 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 can you imagine what those men would do nowadays if they showed up uh, or like if you just had like one of those things like how much you want to bet heart attacks everywhere
0: are we saying take them like, from back then? Are we taking saying taking yes, them from back she, then? Okay. I was about to say, because we still have like, guys like has. that. They're called alpha males. <laughs> but uh the uh,
1: I mean, yeah. yeah, you do. But yeah. at the same time, like if you just took some of those guys and was like, This is how we dress now. Oh my like... god,
0: they would freaking have a heart attack and a heartbeat. they were like, What the hell is going so on? Anyways, yes. but again, it is that idea of look at the context of the time it was written and this is why i love when i'm talking about characters when i'm talking about the stories in general look at the context of the world you are putting them in i don't care if you're doing historical fiction which our guest on thursday will be miss deborah
1: Borcher.
0: thank you i didn't want to mess up her last name that's the reason why i said that, did that no
1: i i we asked her i you know we've we've done things together before and i i texted her i was like how do i say your name like i'm gonna <laughs> mess it up and she was like deborah and i'm like no 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 <laughs> <laughs> wow I like, uh, yeah i was like guys come on like i know i know chelsea's out of it half the time like i have my mind on a million things but like
0: come on now I think Deborah is an easy one to work with anyways right. But Deborah Beaucher wrote a book about living in the France during the Revolutionary War as a woman based off of a real person. And here's the kicker. Here's what I love about this is that she took somebody who was real, knew, did all the research about them, and then added the idea that, Hey, I am going to make them talk about something that needs to be talked about. And this is what actors love to do too. Before we even get a character, we researched the time frame that we're working with. We talk about looking about what's going on in the world around that person, because interactions and reactions make a big difference on everybody i don't care if your character type is a dynamic character a roundabout character a static character which obviously can be flat or stock and you can look up all these definitions and all this other stuff too and then of course the symbolic the symbolism of these characters mm-hmm. so when a voice actor a regular actor stage cinema it doesn't matter an actor is looking at the stuff we have to look at the context of everything around us Then we look at, okay, how is this affecting our character? How is this making our character react to certain situations? How is it affecting how people interact and react to their effects of interaction and reaction? It is so important to know all of this. And that's why when you're doing historical fiction, it is so important to do the research, to know what's going on, especially if you're basing something on somebody else who has actually lived.
1: Not even just historical fiction. If you are messing with mythology, if you are messing with any type of religion, or you are going to talk about somewhere you haven't lived, because even different parts of the United States have, or different parts of your state. Yep have different traditions and things that they do and slang. And I have a, a, a fellow author. Her name is Leslie Sommer She writes the Amulet series. So she does Celtic mythology Ooh. based in New Jersey and South New Jersey. So they have their own slang. They have their own food. They, you know, she's diving into all of those things. You have to make sure it is, and that your characters react in a manner of the region they live in. Right. You have to make sure that they are, are, they're let's say in olden times like I would not survive Chelsea's not going to survive no no women no. had to hold their tongues like you <laughs> you weren't allowed to say things you have to look down you can't like look at people they weren't meant to you know they had to wear dresses all the time it was those types of things so you have to make sure your characters have the same withholding yeah that they would in that time period or in that culture or in that religion or in that part of the world. Those are important characteristics for your protagonist, for your foil characters, for your your, you know, antagonists, for all mm-hmm. of those people. If you're right now, that's one of the reasons why I like fantasies because I make the rules.
0: That's true, that's very true. Here's the other thing that goes with that. One of the things, and this is one that really drives me nuts and we'll end with this one, um, with this idea. When you're talking about a static character, a character that does not change any throughout the entire book, okay? If you got a villain and they they were evil yesterday, they're going to be evil today, and they'll be evil tomorrow, okay? That is a static character. But you have some that are very flat. Those are the ones that have your, you know, they only show a couple types of personality traits, okay? You have like one or two and then of course there is the one that i hate the most and that is the overused stock characters these are the characters that are just your stereotypical character your evil stepmother evil stepsisters you have your power driven ceo of a major company you know you have your comic relief
1: hey there's nothing wrong with comic relief
0: True. But here's, here's the problem that I have with it as an actor. Okay. Is the fact that they are so generalized that people just don't put any work into them because they're just there for a certain thing for a certain reason. And then they're gone. They, they make no sense.
1: See, I, that's one of the things that we disagree on. Right. Cause like as an author, those are the characters I don't have to think of. Right. But again, those are the ones, but they have a purpose, right? I get it as an actor. You can only do it so many ways, right? right. Because people are going to be like, Oh, but those are also, there's also actors that do that, that you enjoy what they do because that's what they do. So I yeah. think it's kind of like a double-edged sword. You can overdo right. it. Um, I have one who, who it's, it's for a future series. He's a failed comedic. <laughs> right. so, oh,
0: that trope. Oh my gosh.
1: Yes. So he went, but he,
0: he's, I thought you told people to stay away from the fads.
1: I know. So this is one of the fun things is he is literally uh the, the character that he's trying so hard. Yeah. It's all he wants to do. And so he's kind of like he tries to be funny, but he's so bad at it. It's like a pug. Yeah. The ugliest dog in the world. You see it, and it's so ugly, you're just like, oh
0: the noise that they make.
1: oh like, <laughs> no. They oh. go. <laughs> but so it's it's one of those things where like you go through and you're like, oh, buddy keep going and then you're you like stop it. no don't keep going <laughs> right and then they get all sad yeah. but it's one of those things where sometimes you need those people as as filler characters right, right. so you need them you need the um i also think there's like those those standard traits right like right. there are certain people where like uh you have the the domineering sibling or yeah. you have the the which I, I kind of did, but I tried to stay away from the, you know, reluctant hero, the person, yeah. like I, I you got to put your own spin on things because Avery is very much reluctant hero. That's, but hers is the, that's because... the key.
0: That's the key word right there. Your own spin. Yes. That's the key. So what I was trying to say, when I say it, it doesn't make sense is because of the fact that these stereotypical characters, I don't care if you have a Hispanic gang member or a black guy that's in the hood, that's on the streets a drug dealer whatever these are very stereotypical Mm -hmm. but if you don't put your own spin on it to make it more memorable then it's just going to stay there and it's going to be a dead weight that's what i mean because that's more or less sadly as these filler characters are being thrown into these books that's exactly what's happening to them they're just being Mm -hmm thrown in as just a fill for that page, and then that's it. Your your famous barista, uh, you know, the, the barista thing. Oh my gosh. That kills me so much. It does. I love baristas, don't get me wrong, I love coffee. And I think they they take a lot of crap because people are not had their coffee yet and they act like fools. Okay. But <laughs> yeah, don't even look at me like that, because Uh,
1: dude i i i do a rock star in the morning which is i don't know it's the throwback so i think it's only like 180 to 200 milligrams caffeine by 12 one o'clock like Mm. i'm running down to get a celsius which is another 200 and i think to myself at least it's not at least i'm not drinking 10 cups of coffee yeah do you know how much caffeine is in a cup of coffee versus those two energy drinks and then i wonder to myself like
0: why can't I sleep? At yeah, there's a thing, and it's like, there's a thing about coffee. That's truly one of the, the joyous things about it is the fact that it does two things for you. It allows you to stay awake for a certain amount of time. Then you die off and it clears you out. That's the other great thing. Energy jinx, horrible for your system horrible for your system.
1: Delicious though. Uh,
0: true. Absolutely. Very true.
1: Oh, Celsius is better for you. That's why I switched.
0: Anyways, we're going on another tangent. Celsius. Tangent, tangent, tangent. <laughs> <laughs> no, but again, when we're we're talking about these characters and understanding their role, Captain America is a great version of a symbolic character. Same thing with um the old man in the sea, Santiago. Great classic character that symbolizes determination and the human spirit in the middle of the ocean because of a freaking fish. You know, we, we, there's so many great types of different characters. Uh, around a well rounded character that I love, I think is really cool. Is uh, I'm not a big Star Wars fan, but I'll watch it. Uh, Leia Princess Leia is a very roundabout character. Uh, she, she changes slowly, but she stays pretty much the same through the entire thing. Uh, Han Solo is definitely a dynamic character type because of selfish at the beginning, loving and caring at the end. And completely in the end. Um it killed him. That's how bad it was. <laughs> I know. So horrible, but here's what I love about uh, Chewbacca because Chewbacca to me uh, was a, fo-
1: you know, I've never seen star Wars, correct? Like I played every single game, but I have never actually seen star Wars.
0: All right. We're going to end the show now. Um, <laughs> so I can talk to her about this stuff. Um, but for those who do understand what I'm going with Chewbacca is definitely a foil for uh Han Solo because of the fact that he brings out the best versions of him he shows the difference between him they're always going at each other they're always being smart oaks to each other yada 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 anyways I think we've we've destroyed this horse about you know character building but next week I want to talk about archetypes and how best to use them and not just the overused static stockpile worth of characters. And I'm probably going to get slack for this, but uh, uh, Tolkien did it with uh, uh, the wizard. I can't remember the, names, the guy's name now, son of a, the main wizard,
1: about Gandalf? Gandalf.
0: He is a stock character. He is such a stock character. Everything was based off of this guy. He's just a sage wizard and that's it. There is nothing big about him. I'm you know sorry. What,
1: Matt, we're, we're, we're not getting it. That.
0: <laughs> That's what you get for not knowing anything about Star Wars.
1: <laughs> I played every game. Like the they just re released the. You know what? We'll talk. About we'll this talk
0: about story. it offline. We'll
1: anyways, <laughs> anyways. So
0: again, just to cover all the things we talked about, foils, how important they are to your story how they are important to your protagonists and even sometimes your antagonist as well, or any other character that you want to bring the best out of because their job is simply to expose, to expose the greatest parts of that character. Simple as that. Yeah. And then of course we talked about the differences in dynamic versus static and all these other types of characters and how important it is to build them out properly not only for you as the writer the creator but as okay. a reader and as an actor it's very important for us to have all this because if we're going to be if you want us to fall in love with these characters you gotta give us something to work with here i mean come on anyways so again chels where can they find us and who are we talking to on Thursday?
1: All right. Make sure you check us out on beyondthepenpodcast.com. Share all of the links. We are everywhere, guys. You can even watch us on Traverse if you want to see their shenanigans that you don't get to hear because the facial expressions and oh, everything, yeah. priceless. priceless. You can also find us on Instagram where we're sharing all the good stuff, mm-hmm. making sure you get all of our tips and tricks. Um, on Instagram at beyond the pen podcast, super easy guys. Everything is be- at beyond the pen. Um, and then on Thursday, you have to tune in because we are talking with the multi-talented Deborah Bush share, where she will give you guys some more insight on how to bring those characters to life from a historical fiction author point of view. And what book
0: are we going to be talking about with her?
1: I don't know. She sent me two. I don't know. I think she's going to give us a toss up. Ooh, is she going to surprise us? Or what did which one did she send you? Because maybe I got two and you just got one.
0: I just got one. I didn't get love like you did with her again. That's just because you know her longer than me. Anyways, the book that we're going to. I met
1: her last week. (laughs) uh,
0: Anyways, uh, the book that we're going to be talking about with her is her own revolution which was honestly a really good book. And we're gonna get into a lot of things that we talked about today. We're gonna send into that interview, that discussion, and it's gonna be fun. It's really gonna be interesting to see how we can pull all of this out and use it in as real examples for you to make your beautiful, creative and loving characters the best thing in the world so that the rest of us can enjoy them just as much as you enjoy creating them. So, until next time, my name is Maccabee.
1: And I'm Charles.
0: And this is Beyond the Pen, where we help you unleash your creativity.